All right, guys, it's a top ten list to get time again, and I have a question for you. What are your top ten favorite pop culture vehicles? Now, go ahead and stew on that for a second, and I'll go ahead and lay out the particulars for our, our audience. As some of you may already know, we don't say best. We always talk about what are our favorites. This way, it absolves us of any responsibility for what comes out of our mouths in terms of the quality of our picks. Um, so, once again, we're usually wide open with the interpretations here. Pretty much anything that's in long in pop culture is fair game for these things, although we try to go with things closely related to comic books. Sometimes that's not always possible. I'll go ahead and I'll deliver my... Oh, actually, no, we're going to start with you, Tim. Um, we're going to give you your 6 through 10. Usually that means there's a couple of honorable mentions, and then we go in. So, Tim, All what right. are your 6 through 10, 10 through 6 favorite pop culture vehicles. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty okay with my list in that um, obviously some of it would change here and there, but I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys say, just because as I was doing this, I know I'm forgetting things, and oh, yeah. I'm hoping to hear some from you guys, I'm like, oh yeah. Phil and I were talking before you arrived about how Sometimes these are the most fun of the episodes we do for that exact reason, where you think you have a good list, and then someone says something you totally forgot, and your list is destroyed. <laughs> right, You're absolutely. like, oh, i got to rethink this entire thing. Yeah, and I don't think anything, I don't have anything earth-shattering on here. Everyone pretty much knows everything. But it, it, it like I said, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, coming in at my number 10, now, I don't know, Phil, if you know, know this. I don't know, Darren, if you know this. Do you remember Battle of the Planets? Oh, of course. Okay. The Otherwise known as G-Force? Yes. <laughs> so no. you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Anyway, it was a cartoon that was, was it, I guess it was anime. Um, and I'm really not into anime, but this was great. Essentially, what I like from this is it's the Phoenix, which is essentially... It's a huge uh, fighter plane, but bigger. It's a thank you. (laughs) I forgot about that right away, right off the bat. This is my only great pick. Um, But within that, each there's uh, like there was a pilot for the Phoenix, but each character had their own vehicle, which would be picked up by the Phoenix. Um, Sounds like Voltron. Well, it, this is cooler. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This was actually cool. Like Princess, she had the motorcycle, and like a ramp would come down, and she would drive up the ramp. And Jason, um, he had a car, um, and then there was Kiop. Um, he had a, it was kind of like this mini tank thing. But I may have seen this. You have. And, while you're talking about it. Yeah, and uh, the leader was Mark. And he, he would say transmute, and he would have a regular plane, and it would turn into this fighter plane and the back of the um, Phoenix would open up and he would fly it right into there and like his tail fin would become part of the tail fin of the Phoenix. Oh, it was great. And the Phoenix itself, remember, it would become the fiery Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always thought as a little kid, they're not going to make it. <laughs> right, they're not going to Because when they would go to the Fiery Phoenix, if I recall, it was a strain. Oh, it was a big the, deal. It was a strain on the ship and them. And it, you, they made you think, like, they may not make it out of this one. 
Well, they made it. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, that I love. Um, my number nine is the Death Star. Ooh. <laughs> you know, that... Come Loose on. interpretation of I, vehicle. But, oh, I get come on, that thing travels. Very, <laughs> so, very slow. Yeah, well, no, how slow could it be? You, doesn't that thing have to be able to travel at light speed at some point? No, I thought they built it in that location, and then which makes... But there's so many... When you really think about it, why do they have to clear that moon when they can just blow it up and then blow up the planet behind it? And why? But, who's going to stop them from But they went to, thing? was Scarif right around there? Because they blew it. You saw that, and that thing yeah. got around. I don't, I don't know how it, it gets. It, it moved. It, <laughs> We're good. <laughs> we just I have a hard time thinking that goes through light speed. I thought it did. I thought it did, too. I, it's got to. I but it does. Uh, well, we'll have to look into that. Uh, someone could let us know. They can uh, chime in. The listener would be great. Let us know. Uh, my number eight is an X-Wing fighter. Um, mm-hmm, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That thing is sleek. Uh, blew up the Death Star. Uh, it was one of the first spaceships that I really you know, wanted. And thank God for the Star Wars VR where I actually had the sensation of actually flying one of those things. Incredible. Um, coming in at my number seven is a speeder bike. From Interesting, yeah. Yeah, uh, first introduced, obviously, in Return of the Jedi. I mean, essentially, I guess it's a motorcycle, but, you know, it hovered and, you know, throwing those, I mean, those trees uh, going, you know, around 200 miles per hour. I mean, that thing is just slick. Um, now... If you think the Death Star was a stretch, wait to hear my number six. I picked Iron Man's armor. <laughs> oh, I totally. Oh, I, no, I'm behind no, that. Yeah, okay. No, we're on the same page there. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I mean, I don't know what really needs to be said other That's than fair. everyone knows all about uh, Iron Man's armor. How about you, Phil? What, what's coming in? All right. My number 10 is the Fantastic Car. The oh, classic cool. vehicle from the Fantastic Four. Oh, Not only great. can it hold a ton of weight, but it goes 550 miles per hour and can split into four separate vehicles that can also go 550 miles per hour. Now, don't you, don't you think if it can go that fast, don't you think that shouldn't be a convertible? <laughs> it should, I mean, it doesn't it feel safe. It does not feel safe. Uh, or does it even have a top at all? They, yeah, no, they they uh, have the little gla- uh, glass uh, air does, quotes that people can't does see. Does the invisible uh, girl, does she put Maybe. a force bubble around I, it? Haven't read that much Fantastic <laughs> Four, but man, that thing popped in my mind as soon that's as this great. list came in. Uh, my number nine, the Ecto One. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, Ghostbusters trademark uh, ghost catching vehicle. Yeah, how could you not? Um, number eight, I also went down the line of a motorcycle type thing. Tim, uh, Ghost Rider's Hell Cycle. Oh, whoa! Ooh, I, good th- I, pull. that is good really pull. good. Who doesn't want a motorcycle that leaves fire behind it? Come on, man! <laughs> Don't sweet. And in some of the iterations, aren't the uh, uh, wheels made of fire yes. too? And one is a car, but I prefer the motorcycle. Wow! Yeah, yeah. absolutely, motorcycle. Cooler. It is. My number seven, kind of a joke, but at the same time, I can't have a single list without Spider-Man on it. So Spider-Man's <laughs> Spider-Mobile. Now, there's awesome. a reason this is on this list, other than the fact that it's just ridiculous. I think that beyond the fact that it's the goofiest vehicle that I could have come up with, it was the fact that I think it did a good job reflecting what Peter Parker is. Do you know why he drove in that car at the beginning? I don't remember. Do you know, Darren? I don't. A car company offered him a ton of money 
to promote this vehicle. <laughs> he was short <laughs> on rent money, so he agreed to do it. Totally justifiable. <laughs> because that's such a Peter Parker thing. He's like, I don't have enough money. So it was almost like a dune buggy, too. Yeah, and it did not last very long. That is great. So that's what number seven is. The It also had the had the sputter sim- signal that he could <laughs> shoot out of the front. Of course, naturally. It's so good. It's not good at all. All right, and number six, an X-Wing. It's the first vehicle I remember as a kid pretending that I flew. So X-Wing came into my mind. Yeah, I love it. All right, Darren. Those are great picks. I wonder if this is going to appear again on your list, but any of Maybe it won't. Not coming in at number 10, the Night Industries 2000. I thought about it. Kit. <laughs> your best friend is your car. A sentient 1982 Pontiac Firebird. What's our next mission, Michael? <laughs> Though, good luck getting at Pontiac these days. Oh, it was Mr. Feeney. He did the voice <laughs> of the kid. That's great. My number nine is the 1964 Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger. As classic looking a car as they come... The rocket launchers are a nice addition, too. My number eight is a snowspeeder. The most slick-looking Star Wars vehicle design just looked cool flying and appears capable of flying to any surface. So you can fly it over water, you can fly it over ice, you can fly it over jungle, over the top of the trees, wherever you want to go, man. It's pretty sweet. My next two are a little bit of a stretch in terms of, you know, they're nowhere related to comic books, but they are pop culture. The Corvette from Route 66, an old 1960s television show. There is no more American car than the classic Corvette. The show featured the 1960, but cheating a little, I want the 1957 Corvette. It is simply the best-looking car ever made. Um, And number six, an Indian. Indian motorcycles are the best-looking modes of transportation on Earth. My fascination began many years ago when I discovered the tale of a 68-year-old Burt Monroe using a heavily modified 1920 Indian Scout to break the world land speed record in 1967. Keep this in mind. He was 68 years old, working on a bike out of his garage in Incarville, New Zealand, with no money, and he broke the land speed records in 1967. Oh, those records still stand today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That tells you something. Immortalized in the excellent, one of my all-time favorite movies, 2005's The World's Fastest Indian, um, with Anthony Hopkins as Burt Monroe. No way am I getting hands on, my, on the replica of his bike, but I will settle for a 2014 Indian Chief. Uh, and closing out my list, I will own either an Indian Chief or a 57 Corvette someday, which is one of the reasons they're on their list. I have vehicles that I will actually do. Hmm. I will actually drive at some point. I can't have any of these. Probably not. (laughs) Most of the ones you cannot. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump us into the top five here. And staying on the motorcycle front, I want a Robin cycle. (laughs) Um, There's been, you know, not as many iterations of this as there have been the Batmobile. (sighs) I wonder if we'll talk about that. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there have been some super cool Robin cycles over the years. Um, the coolest ones have been the red with the green highlights and the big R. And when he went to the the, the more modern updated costume, Robin kind of looked hard riding that cycle around. He leaping off that thing with the bow staff and just whooping people and jumping right back on it. He had some gadgets on that thing, too. Yeah. Robin Cycle, I'm all about it. Tim? <laughs> I'm down with that. I love, that's great. Um, yeah, my number five is a 1975 Lotus Spree. 
not just anyone. I want the uh, one from the Spy Who Loved Me, the James Bond one, the one that turned into a submarine. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Come on. I mean, I when I saw that as a kid, the car dives in the water to transform. You know, they, I watched the clip uh, when I was picking this, and, you know, the girl who's in the car with them, she's, like, freaking out because, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're, you know, we're we're diving in water and then all of a sudden he just presses a button and the you know the dashboard flips and the fins come out and the little periscope and then he proceeds to shoot a torpedo up at the uh, helicopter that was chasing him i mean who doesn't want a car that can transform into a submarine and the cool thing was they actually built that thing now obviously it wasn't uh, functional as a submarine but they they put it underwater and they made all the parts move yeah it's funny i looked it up for this too it's so cool i um i am not into like hot wheels or matchbox cars when i was a kid i had a few here and there nothing big but i got one for that and i still have it It the lotus line any lotus esprit or esprit or spree they put out those cars, even though that one looked like a door wedge, <laughs> yeah, they they always just look fast, even if they were just sitting still. Sure. So that was such a great call for the J- the Roger Moore James Bond era. <laughs> there that, you that's go. that's like yes, you know, Sean Connery got the Aston Martin. You're getting an Esprit. Like, All right, man. <laughs> how about you, Phil? What do you got? Well, instead of a car that turns into a submarine, how about a boat that turns into a flying craft? That sounds good. What Shield is it? Shield Helicarrier, my friend. So many great moments from comic books, the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarriers. There's so many great moments from those Marvel Cinematic movies that we always talk about. (laughs) Those beautiful, beautiful helicarriers are there. I just think that it's a really cool idea of this thing that can hold that much and just kind of floats there and shows the pure power of the government in that point. I I don't know. S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. It's my number five. That is so great. That I love that part in the movie. Wasn't it like uh, um, Nick Fury uh, bets uh, Captain America 20 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, to show him something that he hasn't seen? Yeah. And when it starts flying in the air, he hits him, he hits him like the 20 bucks. So good. It's great. Yeah, such good comedy. All right, moving on to our number four. Let's stick to the skies, all right? <laughs> How about an SR-71 spy plane? Better known as the X Men's Blackbird. Oh, oh, one of the ones that actually exists too. Well, well some iterations it was yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the Blackbird is a real plane. Yeah, the Blackbird in the they sense have, that they, I mean it's been modded since. Sure. Then, and I would want the modded one with well, with yeah, being right. able to cloak and go completely invisible, as well as having a Cerebro on it where you can kind of just detect other mutants and fly around and seek them down. And they kind of you know built different ones that had special like power controls inside so that they could grab whatever mutants were there and i don't know but a blackbird like it's just when i think x-men and i think of honestly when i was going through this i started having the the 90s x-men cartoon music (laughs) and the blackbird flying over the screen in that intro didn't it Mm. didn't it's it's jetstream leave the logo too yes yeah and that is my number was four. Was the ones from the movies, was that a Blackbird? Yes, yes it, it was. was. It was. Okay. That is the iconic X-Men plane. Wow, that, that's fantastic. That really is. All right, Darren. My number four is the X-Wing. Literally, that's the Honda Civic of the Star Wars universe <laughs> in that it doesn't look too great, but you're going to get a heck ton of miles out of that thing. You're going to drive that thing for 200,000 
light years, maybe? <laughs> Miles, light years. Um, but uh, echoing your sentiments, just one of the first things I remember flying or uh, pretending to fly. And it's, it, I mean, I, I think the word iconic gets thrown around so often, but that's definitely become an iconic. Uh, Th- that was like to me. That was one of that was. I think that was the first vehicle I got for the Kenner yeah, line when it, it, it came out. It was an out. easy one to attain. Yeah, it. Uh, well, I remember my mom had to get a rain check because it was all sold out, and I didn't know that she got it. Like it was supposed to come in, I think, for Christmas or something, but it didn't. And then, you know, she never told me about it. Then one day she told me, oh, yeah, we're going to pick up the X-Wing. Oh, I lost my oh mind. Oh, my gosh. It I was remember, great. How long was it before you lost one of the cannons? <laughs> Probably on the way home. <laughs> on the way, exactly, right? <laughs> See, I had one of those, um, one of the micro-machine ones that you put the little Luke Skywalker oh, in. Oh, yeah. That little flip up and down. Yeah, yeah. And you could, like, click it and, like, the wings would spread. Oh, the X-Wing. I love it. I I have so many memories of me with that X-Wing having taped pieces of cardboard to where the cannons were supposed to be. (laughs) Because I had, like, one of them. And I'm like, well, it looks stupid with just one, so I'm going to put pieces of cardboard. See, you had to innovate, and it worked. It did. It did. It did. I love that old thing, though. I mean, I had... Two versions of it. I had the one where you could put... You were supposed to be able to put the the battle damage stickers on there, but you could take them off. They never came off. (laughs) Um, But I like the little... The micro collection one, because that one actually technically explodes. Sure. Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. cool. Love me the X-Wing. Timmy, what do you got? Uh, My number four is the DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future. How did I forget about the DeLorean? That almost... I hated bumping it off. I'm so mad that I forgot about it. I mean... The, I love time travel is is one of the reasons sure. I I love this thing. You know, who doesn't want to time travel? Come on, um, so that takes care of one of the things there. But that what really sealed the deal at the end of the movie for me was when it flew. Oh, a flying car? Come on! A, a roads? Flying, where are we going? We yeah, don't need roads. Yeah, a flying car oh my God. That, that can time travel? Yeah, sign me up for that, please. That literally sent me in a spiral of rage that I forgot about the DeLorean <laughs> and I forgot about the TARDIS. Oh. Both of those things are completely what? forgotten. <laughs> I oh know. my god! I was certain that was your number one. I forgot about oh it. Oh my goodness, Phil! Do you want to talk about the TARDIS a little bit you now? That you want to uh, squeeze it in here? Just, yeah, come on! It's a, it's a, it's a time <laughs> space travel machine that got its cloaking device broken, and it looks like a phone box, and it's bigger on the inside than the outside. I, I can't believe I forgot about that. See, I'm so far removed from Doctor Who at this point. I just forgot. See, this is like I said. I was talking about Man. the list. There's you know, there's. I know there's stuff I forgot. Uh, there I, are six listen. TARDIS things in the room in which I wrote this list. Listen, <laughs> we all know what Tim's number one and my number one's going to be. I was convinced yours was going to be the TARDIS. This is stunning. I am mad right now. <laughs> Holy cow! I should have wow. just wrote it in. I was. I was going to say that you know of the stunning things. My wife has never seen the Back to the Future series. I don't what? Th- I don't think it, I don't think it's going to land at this point for her. You know. You know what? My kids watched it and loved it. They uh, the the we'll first see. one. Once. I think you're good with the first. I one. love the I love first all one three. is really good. People you love what? Three? I love all three. All three of them. People rail on them. I like them. 
I'm love not, the I'm first not, one. I'm not going to get into the business of ripping apart Back to the Future. No, I'm just not no. going to do it. No. <laughs> no. Um, never. Like, well, all right. I'm gonna I consciously left it off the list because it just it didn't hit room. But I love it. And uh, by the way, one of the one of the reasons that movie works is because like how easy would is it going to be to make that like a Corvette Stingray or a back in the eighties eighty five a Lamborghini, which is like what the when you think of eighties car, you think Lamborghini, right? Sure. Like oh no, we're gonna make it the most. We're gonna make it the new Coke of cars. <laughs> we're gonna make it the most embarrassing, egotistical coked up thought up car that we ever get it's going to be the DeLorean and you had to go that's brilliant and, and the, the, he even says it in the movie Michael J. Fox you made a time machine out of a DeLorean <laughs> I mean, it, it's so perfect. good it's Just so perfect. good and it made right. the DeLorean one of the most sought after collector cars sure absolutely time. how funny is that and is, have you ever seen a DeLorean any other color than gray no no because what's no. the point right yeah, you're right. There's absolutely they shouldn't no exist to begin with, and no other color DeLorean should ever exist, ever. <laughs> well, moving on to my number three, then um, is the Snowspeeder from I mean, from Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. I, I mean, like Darren said, the shape of this thing is so cool. You got guys, you know, they're sitting back to back. You got a pilot and a gunner. Come on. I, I think what really helped seal the deal is when watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time on the big screen, they actually gave you scenes where you were in the cockpit flying. Yeah. And I, I, you, I as a kid, felt like I was actually flying that thing. And to hit that harpoon gun at the you know at the end to wrap around and take down a you know and uh, add add I mean that is that is something else so yeah that's easily um, my number three what do you got Phil I went with my one DC pool this is where the Batmobile falls on my list. I'm sure it is on your guys' somewhere hmm. might I gotta take a look at oh yeah I I'm sure remember. I feel like I if I were to guess. I would say Tim's number two, you're number one. That's where I'm at with it. We'll see. Anyhow, it's the Batmobile. Do I really need to explain? And no. I'm talking all iterations. I like them. I like them all. I would like to own the Adam West one. That's the one I would enjoy to own. There's a soul behind that car. Yes, absolutely. But I also would really, really, really like the... Batman, uh, the 89 one. Yeah. I would also love the Batman Begins one. I just want a Batmobile. Can I get a Batmobile? Yeah, I'll take anyone. I, yeah, I won't I mean, be picky about just it. Just someone give me a Batmobile. Um, I'd be okay with that. Darren? My number three. Anyone want to take a guess? <gasps> no. Um... No, it's the Superman two. flying ship. The one with the fists? Yes. No. <laughs> Wonder Woman's invisible plane. I love no, that. I, lo I, totally I love that you that I love that you knew what I was talking about. I love that thing. I don't know what the hell it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. No, I didn't make the list, and neither did the invisible jet, because oh, I may actually have one and you'd never know That's it. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the Enterprise. Uh, um, I knew that was gonna end up on your list somewhere. And specifically, the NCC-1701A, the Naval Construction Contract, uh, the United Federation of Planets, that is the refitted version uh, from the original series, the one that appeared in all of the original cast movies. Uh, because, let's be honest, the 
original series Enterprise is great from the 1960s, but it's it looks weird. Even like when they try to CGI it up to where it looks like an actual ship, it still looks like a cheap plastic model. It's it's iconic, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if there is a definition of iconic in pop culture, that's on the list. You know it's instantly recognizable, even from a silhouette. But when they refitted it for the movies, they managed to somehow make that thing still instantly recognizable and look slick. I mean, it, it, it wasn't... It's almost, like, if you look at the one from the 60s in the TV show, it's almost comical. Almost comical. But they, that's why... But, you know... It's still Star Trek, especially when you're watching one of the ones like City on Edge of Forever. Yeah. You don't care because it's so good. But they managed to make that thing look as slick as it possibly can because it's an awkward-looking vehicle no matter which way oh, you yeah. slice it. But from what I understand, it is designed after a lot of NASA, uh, like, far-reaching dream engineer potential things that would, you know, somehow inhabit a space... Um, through living quarters, engines, and like all the the laboratories and such. Um, gosh, I mean, you can you can travel anywhere. You, you can go. I mean, boldly go. Boldly Renome. go wherever. <laughs> where I mean, it, it's and you, I don't know. It's just you can walk around. It's like this. You know, we we may be able to walk on that thing in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Who knows? That's going to be even if you're like even if you're just a mild Star Trek fan, you're going to go on and go. God, That'd be look cool. at this thing. This is Absolutely like a dream cool. come true. Um, and yeah, who doesn't want to sit on that bridge and go, fire torpedoes. <laughs> we've got to have more power. <laughs> Scotty, we've got to have more power to the warp drive. Impulse power. Full ahead. <laughs> that was uh, a little bit spontaneous. I can do better. I'm sorry. Uh, was Spock? Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Actually... I wish you, I bet if you worked on it, you could do a great Bones. Maybe. Jumping, Jesus, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that is my number three. No, that was my number, yeah, that was number, my number three. three. Sorry, eh? All right, number two. That's me. That is you. All right. We're, we're going to get started because Tim and I have the same top two. I just know it. <laughs> I, think th I think they're flipped, though. You think so? I think you have Millennium Falcon at two. You're right. And then Batmobile's one, and then he has him the other way. I can... I'm Is almost certain. <laughs> oh, boom, I know you guys. <laughs> All right, so do you want us to go, and then since you're going to be different? Well, I can jump in with number two with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do number two together. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Now, um, it's uh, if there is anything on this list that can be categorized as an actual character in its series, it's the Millennium Falcon. I agree. Where um, I said that the, the Batmobile 66, which I probably am going to talk about here in a minute, um, has a soul. The Millennium Falcon has character. It's got personality. It's got, um, it's got its own presence about it. It's so funny. It's called, what, the Carillion Corvette? Mm -hmm. And a Corvette, it's funny, which do you think looks more like a Corvette, the car or the Millennium Falcon? Because what do we think of when we think of a Corvette here? I just think of the car. We think of the car, a slick sports car, right? Mm -hmm. But the actual definition of a Corvette is a warship and a, kind of a clunky one at that. So technically speaking, the Millennium Falcon, I think, far more resembles what a Corvette really is, uh, which is why I always wondered why they called a slick little tiny sports car a Corvette, a war machine. Eh, it doesn't really resemble that. But... I'm pretty mechanically inclined. And if I am ever to own a 1957 uh, Corvette, I'm going to restore it. 
I'm going to rebuild it from the ground up. I'm going to tinker with the engine. I'm learning how to do it. I don't know if I've got the stones to tinker with the Millennium Falcon the way the Han Solo did. I mean, that he's always cussing that thing out. He's always fixing something. I mean, it, it, at one hand, it's it, it's his nightmare and his dream. Yeah, it's part of the nothing's charm. Nothing's ever working for it. I mean, it's one of those things where there's only one guy in the galaxy who's going to be able to fly that thing. Nobody else is flying this thing. He falls in love with it the moment he sees it. It's a, it, it, it is the absolute, it's one of the best relationships in a Star Wars, and it's one of the unsung heroes that makes Star Wars, the original trilogy, so special is Han and Chewie's relationship with the Falcon. Like, he gets bad-mouthed all the time. And he, he, it's funny, he doesn't really get offended by it. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. This <laughs> thing's going to whoop your sorry butt, all right? Um, and it's so, it's just... For whatever reason, it's awkward. I mean, as awkward as the Enterprise looks, this looks equally as awkward. Absolutely. It, but it somehow managed to retain this underlying coolness factor. It, it, it's and it's because it's a hot rod. For whatever reason, that thing's a hot rod. Well, I mean, it's so iconic. And like you said, it's almost clunky, right, in its design. And the fact that... There's something about the fact that Han and Chewie are always messing with it inside because there's always something a little bit wrong with it. And I just think that that's so fitting. And I also the reason that it hit my number two is because not only is it the spaceship and that I agree with you that it's like a character. Right. And it has this rich history. And it's almost that to circle back that Boba Fett effect where there's almost a mystery as to where exactly this came from. We get little clues, like Lando owned it at one point. What was going on when Lando owned it? Which I think is touched on in Solo, probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but like, there's all the, there's all this stuff about this ship that Han talks about the ship like they've been best friends for a long time, and it's more than just a vehicle. It's a part of the team, and I just always thought that was so cool. And there was there are two moments in Force Awakens that really got me, and one was the X-wings going over the water. And the moment that they're they that Ray and Finn were running, the garbage will they're do. Like, they're like, oh, let's go to the ship, and they blows up. They're like, well, I guess this garbage heap will do, and they run right to the Falcon. And I was like, yeah, out loud in the theater. And I, I don't think I've ever felt a connection to to something like that that connects to my childhood and my teenage years and my adult years all so well as something that I feel like. I would probably catch myself stumbling in if I was living in that world. And, I mean, that's that's why Millennium Falcon was my number two. I just, yeah. I just I, love the thing. How do you not love it? And it's funny because I wrote down, just like you guys did, that this thing is its own character. Mm-hmm. And I... It's your number one, correct? Yes. Okay. But I, we're talking about it now. I might yeah, well that, talk that's about fine. it now. Yeah. And... The the thing I loved about it too, as clunky as that thing look, boy was that thing graceful in flight. Boy, I mean, outmaneuvering, yeah, outmaneuvering uh, Tie Fighters, and you know, just flipping on its side, you know, in mm-hmm. between the smallest of spaces. The way that thing. It didn't look like it should be able to maneuver the way it did, but once you saw saw it maneuver, you totally bought into it. It, it looked right, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, I love the fact that this thing is—it's big enough to live in. You can live in this thing, yeah. 
But at the same time, like I said, it's a hot rod at the same time. It's like the best of both worlds, a ship big enough to live in, yet it's got this speed and, and, and grace to it. I mean, come on. I mean... I love the the blaster uh, cannons, you know, with Luke and Han. Great kid, don't get. I mean, those things were were something else. I mean, you got the elevator that comes out that Lando goes up to, you know, save Luke. I mean, it's like uh, a Swiss Army knife. Right, right. The smuggling compartments, the chessboard. I mean, this thing's got everything that you can um, possibly want. And I totally agree with you with the Force Awakens. When that thing came on screen, I got chills because it's a character, and there's just something about it. I remember seeing the previews, the first preview for The Force Awakens when the Falcon was in it, and, I mean, I was so emotionally moved by it. I'm like, that's all I needed. I just needed the Falcon. Oh, God. And I just realized something. They're going to kill the Falcon, too. <laughs> I believe I predicted that already. <laughs> I, and I Lando that. and Chewie are going to be in it when it happens. That's fine. <laughs> I'll go with that. But the, the thing is, I, I am not lying. I will break down in tears when I go to Disney World and I am standing in front of a life-size Millennium Falcon. And when I get to board the Millennium Falcon, like they're, they're claiming you will board it, to go on the ride, like you actually go up the ramp, and that's how they they put you in. You go into the cockpit. I am going. I I don't know what I'm. I don't know. I know I will cry. I know it. it it's <laughs> and like I said, they will be the manliest tears you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> All right. So should we talk about the Batmobile so Phil can then yeah, deliver his number it. one and go last? Sure. All right. You want to take the lead, or you want me to do it here? Um. First of all, which Batmobile? Are you, are you just doing Batmobile in general? I kind of have... went down Phil's road on this. So uh, here's what I have. All right. All right. Do you have something specific, or are you I, in general? I put the 66 Batmobile. All it, right, so go ahead. Take it, take it away. The, 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 reason, the reason I picked, I mean, the Batmobile itself, I, and I'll let you go. Uh, I imagine you're going to just talk about the Batmobile, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the reason I picked the 66. It is my number one. <laughs> you got it. That's great. Um, the reason I picked the 66 Batmobile is it's the reason, and this, I could have flipped this to my number one. I, I, you know, debated and thought about it because this is the reason that I'm pretty much a fan of comics and superhero, all, all this stuff, fandom is pretty much uh, this series and that vehicle. So, I mean, come on. It had, a, it had a bat phone in it before there were cell phones. There was actual phone in it. You had the bat shoot for the, to do the bat turn. It came complete with the bat shoot uh, pickup service. A truck would come along and pick up the discarded bat shoot. So ridiculous. Oh, uh, so good. It had the bat zooka in the trunk. <laughs> you know, bat on the bat. The bat. Come on. The it, bat you know, everything. It, I mean, I am not a car guy. I've never been a car guy. But man, I am a Batmobile guy. There's just something about uh, that thing, and especially that one. It and I, the other reason I picked it is convertible. You can you can actually drive that thing and see, like the '89 Batmobile. <laughs> I've seen people drive it, and they're looking at video screens. And they're looking at like a tiny and it slit. I mean, it, the actual version of that goes like 30 miles an hour tops. Where right. 
So, Tim, I have a question. Are you? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What is the what car is the base for the 1966 Batmobile? Uh, I don't know what year. It's a Futura. Lincoln Futura, 1955. Okay. Um, and he didn't he buy for a dollar the. Oh gosh, George <laughs> isn't it George Barris? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, he just passed away last year too. Yeah. He was still around, and he was still doing cars. Um, I am a car guy. Always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, as I stated, I do want to restore a 1957 Corvette. I saw a green one. What the hell? It's red. Seriously? What are you doing? Green? Anyway, um, if I go to a jar, if I go to a yard, my nightmare is to see that perfect 1957 Corvette, and then across the way you see the very rare Lincoln Futura 1955. Mm-hmm. Like, well. I guess I'll not be getting that Corvette today because <laughs> um, I know exactly what I would do with that Lincoln Futura. Um, I'll echo some of your sentiments. Batteries to power, turbines to <laughs> speed. Both versions of the Batmobile that I selected, which is the 66 and 89, just as, as mm-hmm. Phil did. Though, when Robin says turbines to speed, is he implying that there are two turbines in that thing? That's a jet. En- <laughs> there are two jet engines into the same exhaust? Did you ever think of that? How is this even possible? I'm overthinking this. Um, I honestly cannot decide between the 66 and 89 versions. They are both opposite ends of the spectrum accomplishing the same goal. Though hundreds of design changes and the Batmobile still is instantly recognizable. Hands down, the coolest and most coveted vehicle in pop culture the innumerable gadgets, the intimidating grill, the fins, the fins. Yeah, yeah. There's no cooler car. I mean, but I think the epitome of the Batmobile, the Batmobile classic is the 66. The coolest looking Batmobile. The Batmobile you see in your dreams. The Batmobile, so the Batmobile you see the Dark Knight get into is the 1989 Batmobile. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, that's just... I mean, the gadgets aside, to me, it's all about the aesthetics. Isn't that, mm-hmm. car, Although, isn't that car like 30 feet long, too? It's yeah, incredible. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's probably like handling a battleship. Yeah. Handles like a battleship or something. Um, but in the <laughs> in the 66 version, that thing's nuclear-powered. It's kind of reckless, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. If you rear-end somebody, you can take out the whole city. And the flames shooting out the back. Oh, Both of them, too. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I recall, the 89 version put that in there because of the 66 Batman. God bless them. Right. And I love the 89 version. I loved it's that grappling hook around oh, the corner. To do sharp turns. Come on. That Probably was, couldn't make that most of those corners uh, otherwise. That, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, that thing is just... Uh, how can you not love the Batmobile? Well, Phil, I'm really excited to hear what your number one is. Well, it's actually something Tim said already. The Taurus. Huh. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Iron Man's armor. Now, uh, okay. Good let me for explain you. why. I agonized over this list. Uh, I removed some stuff. I bumped some stuff around. This was always sitting on Forgot there somewhere. Some Forgot the TARDIS. Um, DeLorean, I can understand. TARDIS, I should... I don't know. I'm going to have to have some pendants later. But the Iron Man armor, let's talk about some of the sweetness of this. One, it flies. Two, you can shoot rockets and lasers and things out of it. Three, you can pee in it. (laughs) That's true. That is probably, well, outside of the Millennium Falcon. I assume there's a bathroom. Now, when I'm talking about the Iron Man armor, I'm not talking about any iteration. I'm not talking about the thing that Tony Stark walked out of a cave in. 
I am speaking on some of the newer versions, the ones that he can snap his fingers and it wraps around his body. He doesn't have to jump into this thing. It is part of him. This is a vehicle that protects you, has an AI that can tell you whatever you need it to, guide you wherever you need to go better than. (laughs) And it's just, it's always part of you. It wraps around your body exactly. And did I mention you can pee in it? (laughs) That's that's a... Wow, I... And Phil, Phil really wants to pee in a vehicle. <laughs> I mean, why not? And, but I mean, you can you can go into space with it. You can do so much with it. It has really, really, it has no limitations if you think about it. Because it's something that is constantly recreated. Um, in the newest run of Iron Man, you even see he has an Iron Man suit for everything. He literally built one to fight Fin Fang Foom. Man, you you know, think about that. Too. You're right. It can go underwater, mm-hmm. go on the land, yep. in the air, yep. go in space. Yes, You're sir. right. It can do it. You're right. It can do it all, and it can fit on your body at all times. And you times. can pee in it. And you can pee in it. So I think that the Iron Man armor, if you had asked me this a couple years ago, this wouldn't even be on my list, but the more and more I've been watching this thing in action, I think that it would be a pretty sweet vehicle to have. You're right. That's pretty awesome. And that is my number one. Love it. Man, this was fun. Uh, it was oh, a good time. A good yeah, yeah, I know. I was I was apprehensive at first. I wasn't Again, sure. I wasn't sure. This is one of those that uh, ask us on a different table, give you a different answer. Oh, but, yeah, the TARDIS uh, would be on my list. Do you think it would be in the top five for sure? It'd probably in the top five. It would All not right. be my number one okay. at this point. Not any longer. Any, any Anything else to add? That's it all gentlemen? I got, guys. This is fun. All right, everyone. All right. Well, Phil. Yes. Until next time. Well, before that, right. if you are not already, make sure that you friend us on Facebook and like our page. Find us on on Instagram, that is at Panel Scanners. Those are really the two best places to go. Uh, constant comic book reviews, updates to things that I personally am reading, and lots of pictures. Any any other plugs, guys? And Tim, you're doing our Twitter, right? How's that going? <laughs> yeah, right. Twitter. How many followers do we Twit- have? Uh, counting all of us. Yeah, zero. I was running a Twitter too, Room but it was, it, was it was too much. It was too much. It was too much. But other than that... Was it necessary? I don't think so. No, no. I think those two things are great Perfect. because, you know, being able to actually share and communicate, I think those are the best. Agreed. But anyhow... I suppose. Other than those things, we don't have anything else from you. And we are the Panos Scanners. And until we see you next time, enjoy your comics.